Hello, everybody, and welcome to our brand new podcast called Free Idiots and a Movie. My name's Joel. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Scott. Well done, boys. You managed to say your names in order this time. Today, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, maybe you'd consider a cult classic. This is one of Kyle's favorite movies. It's called Pan Man. Best movie ever made. Yeah. Does anyone have a, anything they want to say about it in general before we, we kick off here? I know Scott and Kyle have very poor, polarizing views on this movie. It's safest for me not to comment. The well, listeners yeah. do not need to hear what you have to say on this because your opinion is frankly incorrect. I, I disagree, but we can get into that in a minute. Yeah, we'll hold off on the cat fights for now. Let's start by a description for the film. So, Pan Man is a demon chef with a recipe for murder. As people start to disappear, a custard professor and a few of his students band together to try and stop Pan Man. In the beginning, Pan Man seems to be a vicious killer with a pan in his hand and a craving for fresh victims. But we soon find out he is a thirst for something more. Love. So... Yeah, this film came out in 2011. It was directed by Tim Pellery and Jim Zagoroli. I apologize. Those are probably both incredibly incorrect pronunciations. And I do want to point out the tagline for this movie because it is brilliant. His blood is boiling. And the poster is a pot full of blood on a stove. Top course. So, this was a bit of a hard one to find. There is no way to watch this movie in the UK. However, Kyle managed to import a German Blu-ray of the movie. It is now my prized possession. Yeah, so he had seen this one before. It was his idea for us to watch this. Do you want to talk about how you originally discovered the greatness of Pan Man? Well, sadly, I met um, a very special individual who introduced me to this movie um they were they were a animation student at university and they for some reason decided that i would enjoy this i think Um, were they wrong they were far from wrong i think it was the only good thing to come out of knowing them so yeah it was quite the experience in watching this and at the time i didn't realize what i was getting myself into but now that I hold this Blu-ray copy in my hands, um, even though the Blu-ray copy has a very strange cover, it kind of looks like a paint pot that's been kicked around a few times, probably by Scott. Um, yeah, it, it was introduced to me by her, and can't say I have any regrets watching it. Best thing ever made. Scott heavily disagrees. I, I am sitting here smoldering. Um, I tend to disagree on most of the points made. Uh, I, well, yeah, it was me that kicked about the can. <laughs> it does seem so, to yeah. creep around angrily. <laughs> I'd say I've probably known Carl for about a year now, and in that year, I want to say a solid nine months has been him talking about how good Pan Man is. So this movie had a lot to live up to in my mind. And I'd say it met every expectation and then some. I love this film. 
I'm going to say it. I know Scott won't be happy to hear that. I think he's on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Was that him slamming his desk there? No, it was my head. <laughs> oh, no. Given up already. I mean, this film's fun. There's no other word to describe it. It's one of the most enjoyable films I've watched this year. I was smiling throughout, and I think we'll get into some of the finer points of why I love this and Kyle loves this and maybe help sway Scott's mind on this one. I don't know about that. I went in with the uh, opinions of Joel and Kyle, and I feel like I was let down. Well, I think it's important to note, Scott, you're not a big horror man, are you? No, not exactly. Not no, that I saw this terrifying. No, but this is very B-movie horror. And I feel like as someone that's not as experienced in the genre as myself and Kyle, you might not appreciate it as much because of that. Uh, I think that could be fair. Watching this, I got heavy, heavy feelings towards like classics such as Maniac Cop and Chopping Mall. That kind of old school, over-the-top door fest. I think door's one thing I really want to talk about. I was incredibly surprised at how good that looked in this film. I will give it credit where it is due. It was uh, quite good gore. Yeah. So <laughs> I will say... Like, low their budget was as well. Yeah. I tried <laughs> looking up the budget online, but I could not find much about this film. It is as illustrious as the Pan Man himself. So anyway, I will say we're probably going to get into spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the movie and you plan on it, I'd highly recommend going off to watch it beforehand. But even if you know what's going to happen, it's still a great watch. Although best of luck in actually finding a copy. Yeah. You um, spent how many months? A few <laughs> months, but I have heard from the director himself that they are currently working on a new DVD release. So hopefully soon this will be a bit more easily available to people in the UK, because I think this is something that every horror fan should watch. So let's start with the opening scene. It is wild. I think it, it sets the tone perfectly. You, I, you know what I'd, you're getting into. Yeah. So it opens with a statement of based on a true story. I love that. I miss horror movies doing that. But it's definitely not based on a true story. It just nah. sets it sets an intriguing tone. It definitely was. Were you not there for the great panning of 1932? Sadly, I was sick that day. I missed that one. Oh, what a shame. I was, I was preoccupied as well. Yeah, but so, you wouldn't have even been able to enjoy the moment. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I wouldn't. Are you more of a sieve man yourself? No, no, I just have taste. Okay. Obviously not. Nah, I can't listen to this slander. What is it, it that you did not like? Can I uh, start with the uh, acting? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but do go on. Um... I think I will use the uh, class scene, which comes shortly uh, after the alley. 
I didn't know what was going on. It was chaos. And the the quality wasn't exactly there. I did quite like the professor. He was uh, a character. See, that's an interesting statement to me. Because I'd say the only acting that actually stood out and more kind of felt a bit out of place was the professor's, but that's part of his character. I love that. I think it's one of those that the way he delivers his lines is hilarious. And it adds to the movie. But I, I'd say I never had a problem with anyone else's acting in the movie. What about yourself, Carl? Um, trying to think. There was the... Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's the one guy in the car when they're smoking a joint. <laughs> oh, um, the boyfriend. Hopes yeah. It. That's <laughs> close. His ex. It, house. <laughs> Big house. Is that his Big name? house. Um, what, what a chef, to be fair, though. He was cooking. What a chef, but also I found him rather irritating, almost. Um, I'd say that was the point. <laughs> yeah. I see that it would be the point for it, but he was very much a pick-me. And it just kind of drove me mad. Okay. Well, I will say, just quickly circling back to the alleyway scene, I just want to point out this has one of my favourite lines of dialogue of all time in it. When the two girls look at the guy having a cigarette, and he just goes, can a guy enjoy a smoke anymore? And then very quickly proceeds to get pan-manned. I love that scene. That was a great scene. I can't believe that he was uh, able to cook that fancy recipe. The poached salmon? Yeah. I don't know. Do you not have faith in house? No, I don't. Why not? Where is your lack of faith? <laughs> My lack of faith is just uh, directed at the movie in general. Okay. Well then. You so going on. back to the the scene of House of Death, the decapitation in that was very impressive. I did like that. It's a solid character arc. I mean, his head had a pretty decent arc through the sky as well. Yeah. He, he had a nice car. I'll give him that. He did have a nice car that gets very quickly stolen and is seen throughout the rest of the movie. It wasn't I wonder it. if that's where most of the budget went. I think that was a producer's car. I mean, there was the personalized license plate as well, though. Mm. It did have the house license plate. So anyway, after this, we find out that Pan Man is in love with Hope. He's a, he's a true romantic, shall we say. Yes, the, the good old tech box. Do you like me or not? I did burst out laughing at that scene. I thought that was a, a great bit of comedy. The pre-made card up the sleeve. Yeah, he was prepared. He had one goal in mind when he went to that parking lot, and I'd say he achieved it. I was in accepted. all fairness, like, if someone did that to you, how would you react to that? Because I think that would be like absolutely stellar. I, I feel like you're saying yes to that, because that's exactly. so impressive. It shows, shows dedication. Yeah. 
And they have good preparation skills as well, because they had that made. And I mean, the way he handles that pan as well is just impressive. Exactly. I would argue that Pan Man would be a very impressive lover. Okay, then. I don't know if I want to picture that. (laughs) He knows how to use a handle. Maybe maybe let's move on. Exactly. That's all you need in life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you seem to have a a sort of thing for the the man with the pan, do you want to walk us through the kind of montage of love? Ah, yes. So Hope is essentially quote-unquote, falling in love with Pan Man um, due to the crazy professor wanting to get more information on him. And through this, there is this beautiful arc of Hope falling in love with Pan Man for real, what you seem to believe, and ultimately betraying him. And through all of this, Pan Man exhibits so many different green flags that you want to see in a partner. I will not get over this point. He would be an incredible person, even if he is a spirit. Okay, then. Well, um, I um, think we watched a different movie. <laughs> no. If you are a pan man, feel free to contact Kyle. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> He's open to many things. I will say, I think you will appreciate this comment that I wrote down. So, the professor's son, David. <laughs> I wrote down that he had an insane Dave Filoni cosplay. Yes. Yes. The hat, the, yeah. I immediately, as soon as I saw him come on screen, I, I was like, that's Dave it, Filoni. No. But, you yeah, know, now you see it. <laughs> and you know what? We gotta give him credit, because that man has been cooking with this new season of Ahsoka. He has. He very much has. He also did a very good job with Clone Wars, although I know that you've... Uh... I've seen some of it. Not all of it, though. Ultimately, it's Star Wars, therefore overrated. Okay, let's move oh, on before, before this turns the, the wrong way. Um, <laughs> during that whole kind of montage, I love the sound effects of the pan on his head. Like when he nods his head and it moves along. Yeah. yeah. And also when she phones to ask him out and he's like breaking a guy's ankle to make him and like scream to say yes. Yeah. I like how creative they got with showing expression through Pan Man. Yeah, completely seriously. I really respect that from a filmmaking perspective. They kind of took this character that doesn't speak and find, found a way to kind of keep it in character and still have him communicate. I think I was sold with the nodding through the phone. The nodding through the phone was amazing. I think that's something we've all done, though. I definitely I, do that every I've definitely day. done that before. And you kind of sit there wondering why they've not responded, and you realize that you're on a telephone call. So, anyway, as Kyle <laughs> mentioned... I think Hope kind of realizes that she is falling for Pan Man, who at this point has been revealed to be Jeremy. Good old Jeremy. Now, at this point in the story, do we know that it's a spirit? I can't remember. No. No. No, so we, we think haven't it's had that. Just, 
yeah, so at this point, you just think he likes putting a pan on his head. I mean, you gotta have hobbies. Yeah, they do kind of throw the whole spirit thing out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it spices up the, the back half of the movie, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we get her, she's on the phone with she's on the phone with David and his father saying that he's not really sure if he wants to do this anymore. She's kind of actually falling for Jeremy. But at the same time, he actually arrives at her house and finds that she has been kind of working a sting operation against him, which leads to probably the most unique death scene I think I've ever seen. I think that entire segment was my favourite part of the movie. It is great. He was trying to find a tool. He was really lost without the pan. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I loved that. It was a very little break. Sorry for that. Yeah, I think in this point you really realise that Ant-Man's true love is his pan. Yeah, I mean she does say that she loves him, but she's also trying to, you know, get him killed. Yeah. So, in an attempt to find a a weapon to 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 murder Hope effectively, he, he pulls out a some Saran wrap and he uses the kind of part of the box that cuts the wrap off <laughs> to slice open her throat. Now, I don't know how much experience you two have with Saran Wrap. I have cut myself on that piece of kind of metal cardboard before, and it does hurt. I have worked in many a kitchen, and yeah, Saran Wrap can be a bit deadly if you just happen to nick yourself on it. Yeah. To do so, the amount of damage she did, though, that is dedication. Commitment to the cause. Like, she broke his heart. She had it coming. <laughs> So initially, I thought that he was going to kind of do the generic, take a bit off, put it over her face, suffocation. So I did really like the the subversion of my expectations in that scene. I can safely say I did not see that coming. I think that sums up the entire movie, though, where you just you go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be very strange. And it is strange, but there's just so much more to it that you're not ready for. Yeah, and it has a lot of charm to it as well. You can clearly see that they they cared for what they were making and they enjoyed making it. And I think even no matter what kind of quality a film has, if if the filmmakers clearly enjoyed making it, it does add an extra a level to it that makes for a better film. So, um we have probably my favourite part of the movie next, which is Hope's funeral. You're skipping over a wee bit, Joe. What have I missed? Afterwards, he's going through uh, regret. He goes through a period of struggling, training, trying to recover from what he's done. I am blanking here and I only watched this film last night. You should have watched it four hours ago. The Pan Man training montage. The Pan Man training montage. How could I forget? Do you want to talk about the Pan Man training montage, Scott? Ah, yes. Like anybody that's got out of a relationship in a normal method, he's struggling. 
and he's taking solace in exercise and grieving. It doesn't last for too long, and then we are swiftly brought on to the funeral uh, for <laughs> Hope, which I think Joel was happy to talk about here. I love this seat because it is hilarious. So you have the custard professor kind of giving a speech to everyone. Oh, no, sorry, he's not the professor, is he? He's the dean of the school? Yeah, I think he's the, like, the headmaster or whatever. Yeah, so he's given his speech, and the funeral comes to a natural ending, and people are starting to go, well, when are we going to spread the ashes? And he goes, oh, I already did. They're like, did you just put them, <laughs> put them in a back garden? No, <laughs> he baked the ashes into the cake that everyone had been eating. I like <laughs> this scene reminds me of you know when you're watching a film and something some a question comes up and you in your head think it would be absolutely hilarious if this is what happened. Yep. This film goes that route in this scene. You're sitting there thinking, it would be so funny if the ashes were in the cake, and they actually were. It's so funny. So yeah, after this, we're introduced to Hope's sister, who has a glorious name. Her name's Justice. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten <laughs> that she existed. <laughs> oh no! How did you forget about Justice? She sounds Justice. Know. <laughs> So yeah, Justice meets this group of people, and their goal is to kind of find and capture the Pan Man. And this is when we find out what the Pan Man is. Now, as our resident expert, Kyle, would you like to discuss what Pan Man really is? Pan Man is a he is a spirit that oh no, I'm starting to forget. Um, isn't he the spirit of the man that? Created this recipe for the cheesecake? So it's the poached salmon recipe. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was a cheesecake. Um, <laughs> shows how much of a fan I am, Jesus. Um, so yeah, it's... No, I'm calling a blank. You're going to have to carry this one. For sure. For sure. Oh my so, God. yeah, it's the spirit of a Russian chef who made the poached salmon recipe, who went mad in the kitchen one day. And now his spirit, and at this point in the film, unexplainedly makes no, no. people over. No, they say he went mad. I think the other chefs in that kitchen were also uh, a wee bit insane. The man overreacts a wee bit, and they proceed to bash him in with a pan. Which yeah. I know is, is, it, is, it, is it more, but I mean, a wee bit, a wee bit overkill. Wee yeah, bit it more. might have been a bit of an overkill reaction from nah. the remaining chefs. Nah. Working to be fair, though, you yeah, just want to kill everyone. Kyle has worked in the yeah, kitchen before, so I, he can't. I haven't, so I can't. Yeah, Kyle's our, yeah. Kyle is our resident expert. Is this a, a valid response? It certainly depends. Like, when you're working in a kitchen and you ask like a waitress, like, oh, is this order like 100% percent 
like they're wanting meat on it, for example, and you go and make the dish because they've said yes, and then they come back and they're like, oh, this is wrong, they're vegetarian, then yes, you do look at the nearest like pan or like rolling pin and you're just like, hmm, it's one skip and a jump and I could just bash your skull in. So yeah, I think they were well within the rules. had any skips and jumps, have you? I have not had any skips and jumps yet. Okay. So I'm just reading through my notes right now. I'm realizing how much I actually do really like this film. Mm-hmm. Off at this table scene, Justice asks what the group's called. And one of the members of the group responds, Nanya. And as you would in this situation, the whole, uh, Justice sorry, is a bit confused and goes, Nanya? And she gets hit with the all-time classic, Nanya business. I had to pause the film. I was laughing so hard at that joke. I did not expect that. <laughs> and it was great. I think I was suffering. You're in a perpetual state of suffering, though. I just feel like you don't understand comedy, Scott. Because that was, that was so funny. Ah, oh, but it was so predictable. Nah. Yeah, but the thing is, I cannot name one other movie that's hit a Nanya joke. You always think they're going to hit it and they don't. That's what makes this film so good. Is that it kind of goes to points other films have gone. And when other films have veered the normal path, this film full steam ahead through the junction into the, into the greatness. I can, I'm guessing by the silence, Scott does not agree with us here, Carl. No, I don't think he does. No. No, I'm just going to say no to that. I will, <laughs> I will give credit to one of the things in this scene. They bring oh. up a website. Whoispanman.com Oh yeah, it does exist. Which does exist and it still exists. alive yeah. 12 years later. I was mean. <laughs> is Panman. Alright, I'm hopping onto the website right now. No, I'm not convinced that Kyle doesn't own this and still run it as the <laughs> uh, fan he is, but... In no, all fairness, it, it was through that website that I actually found out how to contact someone. Um... And I contacted the director and asked about Dead by Daylight, where is Pan Man in this? And to give him credit, he did get back to me. Yeah, it has some good photo shoots with the good old Pan Man. Yeah, I'm looking for here now, and this is an incredibly detailed website. you got actually quite a lot of behind the scenes here, which is really cool, actually. I wish more kind of movies would do this. I love like the the photo album of just Pan Man posing. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through that one right now. I also love if you go to the art gallery. There's a lot of kind of I want you to see Pan Man, Uncle Pan Man poster. I think I've sent you that. Yeah, I think you did. Good well, I, I have yeah. finally seen it. Ah, oh, King Pan Man. There we go. Anyway, back to the movie. So at this point. Is this when Pan Man breaks into yeses? So, Justice is staying in Hope's house. And I was surprised at how kind of on edge the scene made me. This was very well shot. So, 
you see Justice walking around Hope's apartment. And if you watched any horror film, you know Pan Man's about to show up. But they Even do it. Even if you haven't. Yeah. Even if you haven't. <laughs> but they do it in a way, and another film that's done this is the Scream 5, where they keep on baiting you. They're like, you keep on thinking, right, this, this camera pan's going to have it, this camera pan's going to have it. And it's not there. And I think that kind of makes the scene where he does show up so much more impactful because you've got to the point where it's like, well, maybe he's not going to show up here. And then there's the man with the pan. So in this scene, he has... He kind of takes the handle off the pan to reveal a hidden blade. Which I loved. And a great piece of equipment there. That'd be fantastic in a kitchen. <laughs> Honestly, that could be the new sport. Because you could chop your onions and then put the lid back on, the handle back on, and then you got your pan for them. Yeah, the only issue, though, would be like if you didn't clean it before you put it back in. Oh, yeah. Or if you forgot to put the lid on and just kind of stabbed your hand. Yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe there is a few downsides to this idea. <laughs> hmm. We should make our own one. Trial and test it. I, I'll let you do that. <laughs> You can you can you test the, it. If you're you the want. cook here. Yeah, okay. you are a cook. After I'll 3D all, 3D print a miniature version. <laughs> so yes, Pan Man has justice. You think is this it for her? But then he sees hope, and this is where you kind of start seeing Justin push through here, and you see that he's still in there, even though his body's been taken over by this spirit. And again, as got mentioned he starts feeling a bit of remorse for his actions which causes him to run off and leave she's been spared yeah this leaves justice obviously a bit shaken up she's nearly been murdered but we kind of reconvene with the group who i don't think we ever get an official name for so i will just i think there was one in there i don't know what it is we've also missed a couple of scenes oh um please do tell the professor's, what well, I'm going to say, son. We David. later on find out, uh, possibly not. He gets run, run in with a pan prior to this. Is he that gets... where we see the hidden blade, maybe? No, the hidden blade is later on in the uh, montage of different people. But at this point, he just gets bonked over the head right in his own doorway. Okay. Is um, that the only part I missed? That and the interrogation. See, I thought the interrogation happened after this. Nah, the interrogation happens before in Hope's house, uh, before they go back to Hope's house. Okay, because the interrogation scene was brilliant. It was top-notch, yes. Okay, I li- I'm glad you can at least appreciate I, that. I can appreciate I that. I did love it. The uh, only problem since- is she didn't get smacked over the face. I will say, did you stay for the after credit scene? I'm afraid I didn't. Okay, well, I'll I'll bring that up at the end, but do you want to kind of walk us through the the torture scene while I take a swig of my water here? I can do. Um, we have a couple of uh, Jeremy's friends. 
Uh, we don't actually see him with them at any point, I don't believe. I think they're fellow Custard students. I think we do see them in the opening scene classroom. Ah, okay, I think I was busy dying at that point. Um, but we, we, we have a couple of them downstairs, and they are together, partners. One of them, uh, I've forgotten her name. I don't know if you have a note of their names. They are forgettable people, after all. Do you have a note of their names, Joel? No, I do not. Kyle, do you remember these characters' names? I have a full cast name list on okay. my screen at the moment. Nope. Um, so there is Zelda, Loretta, Francine, Agnes. There, there's it's Agnes. Yeah, it was Agnes. Agnes. Yeah, that's her. She is an Agnes. Well, we have Agnes, and she is... Well, she rats that they know where he lives. Well, not that she does, her partner does. And that proceeds to get him tortured. The entire time that he's being tortured, she is almost narrating what could happen with what tools he's picking up. She's given a a competitive casting analysis of what's going on here. She is, yeah. I felt like I was watching grand finals at maybe like a MK or a league tournament. I feel like she was almost encouraging him. Wouldn't you? To be fair, I think in her situation, she's probably thinking he needs one of us alive. So if he's dead, then it means she gets to live. Yeah, but you've seen his face. You really think he's going to let you go? I will say I would have done the exact same thing in her situation. I would have instantly went, yeah, I know where that guy is. He's right over there. I will make sure to not get tied up in a basement with you then. I mean, what you're telling me you're going to take torture over letting someone know where a killer is. I don't actually think he knew. Do you have no honor? I, I agree. I mean, I don't want to die. I think that's valid. I'm starting to think you're not a brother in arms. Yeah. I mean, he's killed people, Kyle. What's your point? What's killing people? What is it really? Okay, anyway, Do we ever see anybody get any actual repercussions for any of the many murders in this? I mean... I don't think any point any police showed up. No criminal repercussions, but I would say there's some karma towards the end of the movie. Mm, possibly. I think you're right. I don't think the police are ever brought into this. There's some police tape. There is some police tape, but that's the extent of it. Speaking of that police tape, did you notice how it's got like a brand on it? Does it? No, I didn't. (laughs) It has has a brand on it, obviously, from the company it it was bought from. And that did give me a quick little chuckle. Uh, Yes, so back to the torture scene. Yeah. So he is getting horrendously abused by these kitchen utensils. And then he's begging his girlfriend to just be quiet. Because he doesn't want to know what's about to hit him. And then hurting him more than the professor. But then he makes probably the boldest decision that a man could make in that situation. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he decides to break up with her on the spot. <laughs> Wild decision, but you know what? I can see where he's coming from. A bit of backstabbing, yeah. Don't but she doesn't take this very well and requests that the professor kill him. Which he very quickly obliges. And that's the end of The Boyfriend. We then cut away and don't get any information on Agnes for the duration of the main movie. I did say main movie there because there is an after credit scene, as I alluded to earlier, where we go back to the basement and Agnes is still there. And she's screaming for help and she says, please call the police or give me some food. I'm really hungry. I don't think I saw that. You didn't watch the after credits. I think that's karma. Oh, I feel like I've been blessed. You need to. It's a great scene. But yet, next we go to the first attempt at killing Ant-Man. So we learn that the chef that Spirit is effectively Pan-Man had an allergy to pesto. And if this is consumed, it makes him weak enough to be killed, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, they yep. say killed. They don't really. They've never killed. We assume he could be killed. And that's yeah, we, we assume, but obviously, as he has never died, there's no guarantee. So they lure Pan Man into a restaurant, and the whole gang's there. And it's great, because he asks for, I think it's a sh- some type of fancy wine. I don't even want to butcher the pronunciation. But the guy playing the bartender gives him the completely wrong wine. Which tips Pan Man off as he's evidently a connoisseur of the beverage. Which leads to him taking one of the students hostage. Now I can't remember which student gets taken hostage in this scene. I don't know his name. Yeah. Anyway, one student gets taken hostage and I think is... Yeah, he is killed because the professor very badly tries to throw a knife at Pan Man. He aims for a headshot on a man that's wearing a metal pan on his head. Not his wisest decision, I'd say. Pan Man parries it like an absolute Dark Souls god. But even if he didn't, it would have just bounced off his pan. But Pan Man's not too chuffed by the attempted murder, so he proceeds to kill the hostage. And then, a good old bashing. Yeah, gives him a nice bash and then runs away. Uh, he runs away because he sees uh, justice again. That's yeah. another flashback to hope. Yeah, so throughout the film, it's interestingly shot as well. I kind of like how they brought the actress that plays Hope back. So we see the scene play out normally with justice, and then it kind of switches over to a Padman POV, where we see it's actually hope that he sees. It kind of um, gives us a, a hope, insight uh, into his mind. Oh, sorry there. Um, no problem at all. The hope that he sees also has her throat cut rather gruesomely. Yes, so she, throughout the remainder of the film, always has that kind of marking from the, from the <laughs> Saran Rap attack. Which, 
is impressive because of how well done that piece of makeup was. They must have had to apply that quite a lot of times for the amount of scenes that she is in going forward. So, as Scott alluded to earlier, there is a murder montage coming up here in a second. So, the group reconvene in the morning after their failed operation. And they start to go, well, I'm not going to try and capture this guy, you know, he's killed one of us. Tempers, next. tempers were a bit up from the night yeah. before and the professor being a bit a bit not with it yeah he's a bit kooky we do find out why this is but anyway the whole group leaves and it's just the professor and justice so they come up with a plan to lure pan man to her house for dinner and but she pretends to be Hope in this scene. So she phones him up and goes, Hi, Pan Man, it's Hope. She invites him around for dinner, and he agrees. After this, we then see Pan Man go forward, and he one by one murders the entire group. Bar justice in the professor. Quite entertaining, and, I will admit. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Who, what was your favorite death in this montage? Oh, it's got to be the buff guy. Having his eye uh, fall down the sink. That bit was a bit mad. What about yourself, Kyle? When his eye fell in the sink, wasn't that wasn't there something to do with a grinder as well? Or am I remembering this wrong? Like yeah, so it's America, so it's yeah. I it's, think it yeah. did go into the garbage, the garbage disposal. disposal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. I, I do vaguely, I vaguely remember one scene where he stabs the pan handle into somebody and like fills up fills it up with their blood. Oh but, yeah. yes. So um I can't remember where that was the, guy's brother. Yeah, cousin, that's cousin? Yeah, that's the buff guy's nephew. Yeah. That was it. Um so he gets um, stabbed with the hidden blade that I incorrectly mentioned earlier. Yeah. And the blood kind of pours through that into the pan, and then he pulls out and pours the blood over his head and just leaves him. That was pretty weird. But there was so, also another scene where he, Pan Man is just standing in a hallway just watching as this dude goes about doing his business. I found that hilarious. Because it, like, it kind of throws back to a bunch of other slasher horrors. Yeah, like Michael Myers and stuff like that. Just seeing him stop a bit. I'll just check the buff guy's name is Bo. I don't so, think we ever see him not exercising in the film, which I appreciate. Commitment to the gains. Commitment so to the gains. my favorite scene in that one is is the the woman who made the Nunya joke. She comes back from a run and the tap the tap's on and the sink is full of boiling water. And He's proceeded to be drowned in it. And again, special effects smashed it on this film. Incredibly realistic blisters appear on her face here. That's the one thing that kept shocking me during this film is how well the visual effects have done, especially for quite a low-budget film. I think that's one thing generally in low-budget that you see that's kind of skipped over is the special effects. And the visual effects, and it's probably the main thing that can pull you out of a movie. But they really nailed it with this film, and I think 
this is a another scene that really hammers that point home at how good it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite thing, but I will admit that it's for the budget. It's very good. Sorry, yeah. I just posted something in the chat for you guys, but I was browsing through Tim Polari's, um IMDb page, and apparently he had his weave insured for $875,000. His weave? His weave. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it just it kind of caught me off guard. So... I believe Tim plays Justin in the movie. Yeah. Tim Flary Weave. I remember him having a having a weave in the movie. He was also piano player one in The Prestige. Which is another fantastic movie. That is one that I've not seen. Nope, I've not seen I wonder if I'm just misunderstanding what a weave is here. Is that not hair? Yeah. It's like, um, from what I understand, a weave is like hair that you get put on. Okay. But I could be wrong. I have a feeling this may be a, a bit of incorrect review. That seems a lot of money to to ensure. Yeah, for some hair. Especially following up by the quote on IMDb of I'm not troubled, I don't get naked in public. I'm 22, a multimillionaire, retired. Please respect my privacy. Yeah. I feel like we've, we've gone very off topic here. Yeah, we have sorry. It's still connected, though. It is still connected. Um, there is also, in the fight scene that uh, Scott mentioned, someone gets chucked out of a window. He he launches Pan Man off the balcony. And Pan Man does the Wilhelm scream. Which oh, I remember that. Does he? Yep. <laughs> yep, it's the <laughs> Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. I noticed it instantly and again burst out laughing. It was great. God. So <laughs> at this point in the movie, the only characters we have left are Pan Man, Justice, and the Professor. So here we get a bit of exposition. We see Hope's home, and she's cooked him a nice dinner. She's made him grilled chicken, but she's put some pesto in there. And while we're kind of waiting for Pan Man to arrive, we get a bit of backstory to why the professor has such a hatred for the Pan Man. And Scott, I know you alluded to this earlier, so do you want to tell us why Pan Man and the professor do not get along. Uh, there's something in here to do with somebody sleeping with the professor's wife and his son maybe not being his son. I don't actually know that we get a name for his son on the... His name's David, isn't it? Is it? On the cast listing, it's... Yeah, his private, son... Private detective. Yeah, he's called David, because I wrote it down when I noticed ah, that he looked okay. like Dave Filoni. Yeah, so David is not his son. Uh, which uh, can motivate somebody to do some questionable things. Yeah, I don't and this know is... that it's reasonable, but 
No, it's a bit over the top. A bit over the top. Because this is where we also find out why Padman's been attacking everyone. So the chef wanted to keep his salmon recipe secret, and he wanted it to die with him. But as we saw at the start of the movie, the professor's been teaching it to all of his students, causing Panman to come and kill everyone that knows the recipe. So he's been kind of willingly sacrificing these students to give him a chance at taking down Panman. I've so, some bad teachers. I don't know that any of them have used me as bait for a, a murder. Yeah, I think I've managed to dodge that. Um, what was it like with you, Kyle? Did any teachers use you as bait to catch a killer? Um, no, but one of my teachers did go into his closet and then come out with like a really long blonde wig. Okay. Yeah, was, that's... Was he a killer? He wasn't a killer, but he was just strange. Is there any context, or did he just it's... do it? No, he, he just did it in the middle of class. Like He was halfway through <laughs> teaching us about Lord of the Flies, and then he was like, wait, give me a second, and just walked into his cupboard, came back out with long hair, and just continued teaching. Was he a bald man? He was, yeah. Okay. Just decided to... Did it at least... Was it like a good wig? No, 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 no. No, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah, I feel like... I, don't, I didn't know what to do with it either when it just happened. I was like, what the fuck is going on how here? Did, how did the class react? Um, Mostly confusion. A lot of laughing. Yeah, kids but, are, kids are yeah. nasty. Why would you... Kids will bully you for that. Yeah. What, what year were you in during this? Actually, you know, that's a good um, question. I was in secondary five. Okay, so S5, yeah, you were... Yeah. Okay, so you're about 16, 17. Yeah, around about then. Okay. Right, you've broken my brain with that story. Sorry. <laughs> I'm noticing me and, Kyle, me and Scott here are taking the reins of this podcast a bit, and it's, it is it, your favourite movie. Is, Do you want um, to discuss this final fight scene? The worst part is, is the only real things I remember about the fight scene at the end are there was a car involved and a beach? Or was that the ending? Okay, so that is we, the we, we second half of the fight scene. A wee bit of the, the dinner the scene. Fight. Yeah, uh, do you want to continue with the dinner scene, Scott? So, you or Kyle, do you want to take over the dinner scene? Have you remember that? I remember vague bits about it, um, so I'll try my best. But essentially, Pan Man has handed this dish which has pesto in it, and Justice is eagerly watching him go to eat it, whilst the professor is watching from the stairs, I believe. He's creeping up through the banisters. Doing a little bit of the creeping. Yes. Justice is also dressed and is kind of made up like hope. With yeah. the scar and all, and the blood everywhere. Yeah. To Panman, yeah. or Jeremy, I suppose at this point, more likely, believes he's with Hope. Trusting her, and eating her food. Do you want yeah. to continue, sorry? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, and then, obviously, Panman notices that there is pesto in it 
and he does not take too kindly to this. Um, I can't fully remember what happened between then and the next part. So I have some notes on this bit because it is a wild time. Yeah, I don't even need notes for this bit. <laughs> I, I didn't know who. Somebody says it's Romeo and Juliet with cookware. <laughs> Which I think should have been the tagline for the movie. That is a great line. They should do it for the second movie. Yeah. Well, in my trivia, I do have noted that Pan Man 2 is currently in the works. We will be sure to get a podcast on that as soon as it comes out. I am intrigued to see where they go with the story. According to IMDb, it has a budget of $418 million. Okay. Um, Hilary Duff is in talks to play the leading role alongside Polari, which I'm starting to think someone's done a bit of tomfoolery. <laughs> that sounded like a bit of tomfoolery. A cheeky bit. Now, in this scene, the spirit of Pan Man kind of switches between each person to kind of utilize their positioning to win the fight. And towards the end, there's a scene where Professor Hunter gets possessed and he's kind of holding his own hand back from punching him. And I really like that because it reminded me a lot. I know neither of you have seen this, but in Evil Dead 2, there's a scene where Ash's hand is possessed by the Deadite. And he's having a fight with his own hand. And this reminded me a lot of that. And I really, I really like that homage. But then, yeah, as you mentioned, Kyle, from this, Pan Man escapes and heads to the beach. And that's where we pick up. Do you want to continue from there? Um, possibly. <laughs> I really can jump have, in here if you want. Yeah, I really should have watched this today as I intended. However, I wasn't in the greatest of states to do so. I watched it and didn't enjoy it, and you didn't even watch it. Jeez. I know. I don't know, Scott. Apologize. You have been saying a lot of things you liked about this movie. There's a lot that is going for it, but some of the uh, acting pulls me out of it. <laughs> That's that's fair. We'll but, get to ratings towards the end, but yeah, let's continue, yeah. continue with going. For a well, Pan Man escapes. Uh, he heads to the beach where him and Hope had some of the love montage. I realize when I say love montage, that could be taken the wrong way. The falling in love the, montage. The falling yeah. in love montage. <laughs> um, so he heads there. Not completely sure on the reason why, but he does. Um, I think it's explained that it's kind of Jeremy pushing through at this point and that he has memory of kind of that's where him and Hope fell in love and that's why he keeps on kind of gravitating towards the beach. Yeah, well wasn't there a scene earlier on where when they're like dating at the time they do go to the beach? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah and that guy kind of catcalls her <laughs> yeah. and Pan Man's not having any of it. And he goes like to kill him, and then hopes like Nana, don't kill him. So then she looks away, and he just dives the guy, and teaches him a lesson, which was great. But yeah, a lot of their relationship is centered around the beach. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to continue they, there, still. They head on to the beach, followed by 
the professor and justice this sets off a wee bit of a fight between them um is it in this fight or the previous one where the professor throws justice and that's in the house that's in the he house. Just, he just launches Justice in front of him to try and save himself. By this point, he has taken Justice uh, kind of hostage or against her will, you could say. Yeah, she really doesn't want to continue doing this. She I think doesn't want at, to do this. At this point, she's realizing the kind of separation between Justin and the Pan Man spirit. And, and the also the fact that <laughs> this whole kind of Pan Man spirit. It's all the professor's fault. Yeah, the professor's... And that his kind of... His need for revenge is costing a lot more lives. Yeah. Well, this kicks off a fight scene um, in which the professor has many knives. Not that they seem to do terribly much to Jeremy. He's not a great aim. He's not a great aim, no. Panman, on the other hand, I will say this is one of the uh, better scenes. Proceeds to whip out the lid from the. Let's be honest, it's a pot, not a pan here. All I um, hear is blasphemy. I know, I'm sorry, it should be called Pot Man. Does wear a pot over his head. No, because the thing is, that's a, that's a Kevin Smith movie at that point. That's the new uh, oh, no. Silent J and Bob. <laughs> anyway. He he expertly throws this uh, pot lid as a frisbee into the professor's chest. So I will say you did miss a little bit there, Scott. Did I miss a bit there. So the way it happens is Justice makes her way over to Pan Man, and she kind of talks Jeremy down from it. Jeremy kind of stops being Pan Man. But then that's when. Yeah, so he takes the mask off, but then we see the professor get ready to kind of attack, and he's, he's going to kill Justice. So Pan Man puts the pan back on. Then the professor throws the knife at the same time Pan Man throws the lid. And Pan Man pushes Justice We've... out the way. Yeah. Gets hit in the chest by the knife, causing him to fall off the cliff. But then also lodging the entire lid into the professor's chest. Yeah. Now, I have my order mixed up here, I think, at the end. Does he go to the professor first? No, so she looks over the cliff and watches him, and she turns away just before he was going to fall. And then she goes over to the professor who is kind of sitting there begging for help and (laughs) instead of helping very rightfully so she just pushes the pan in deeper which then leads to another classic line of dialogue which i loved where he kind of with his dying breath goes justice and she just responds with that's right it is i love that line justice is served yeah so then we kind of go back over we go to the beach now and there's this new character and he takes the pot and he kind of becomes one with Pan Man yeah and then he steals 
Faust's car that is still going at this point, which is amazing. And he steals that and offers to give Justice a lift home. And that's where the film ends. And then, yeah, as I said, we get the after credit scene showing that Agnes is still locked in the basement and screaming for help. Bloody deserved. So that's Pan Man. Yeah, no. justice goes with Laurent, and that's the end, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Let's hear Kyle's opinions first. Okay, so you both know how much I love Pan Man. It's yeah. it is marked as your favorite film. Yeah, it's just a tiny bit above Treasure Planet for me, which Treasure Planet completely different tangent. Love yes, that movie as well. it is brilliant. Very, very stark polar opposites, you could argue. Nah. They're both fantastic movies, but Pan Man is yeah. just, it has that beautiful mix of it's funny, it's goofy, and yeah, the acting can be kind of shit at times, but that's what gives it this like beautiful quality to it. You're not just yeah. watching like this really stupid thing. Like It's not like Velocipaster where it is just pure silliness that's it's, trying to be serious. It's quite a lot like, I know me and you watched it recently, the original Evil Dead. You know? Yeah, but I thought that was trash. I can't believe you just said that, but the, the, <laughs> acting, the acting is not the greatest, because at the time it was just made by Sam Raimi and his friends. But that brings something to the film that kind of elevates it. And mm-hmm. it is the same here. The, the kind of not greatly skilled actors. They are still great in their performances, but not as great as, say, if you hired kind of more well-known and more professional actors. That does add a layer to the film, which I think really helps it. Yeah. I think if you had like professional actors doing the entire movie, it would have been a flop. It wouldn't be yeah. enjoyable. I think, yeah, the premise of Pan Man is so outrageous that it needs this acting to go along yeah. with it. Especially with the um, professor, or is he a professor? Yeah, so he's yeah. the yeah. there's the professor. Professor, <laughs> that's the one. Um, I just I find that his acting is a bit of a what do I put it? It's a comedic relief. Yeah, you're going through all of this serious bullshit, and you're just like, oh, what's happening next? And then he comes out of nowhere with this outrageous plan to deal with Panman. Like, yeah, you need that. Oh, yeah. Scott heavily disagrees. I, mm. So, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, I think I know what you're giving it, but let's see. Mm. How many pans out of 10 do you get? Yeah, let's do mm. it. How many pans? Let's make it easier. How many pans out of 5? Pans out of 5, as a. Like, from a personal perspective, 5 out of 5. Yeah. But for other people, I could easily see it being a 2 or a 3. It's either yeah, you love it or you that. hate it. You're either yeah. just going to want more of this movie, or you're just kind of like, what is this mess? Where did my hour and a half go? Yeah, I think it's definitely, if you like these... I am nodding my head at a microphone. <laughs> he is oh, Pan Man. You are Pan Man. I am yeah. Pan Man. <laughs> it's definitely one of those films where if you like this sort of thing, you'll love this. Mm-hmm. Another example that comes to mind is Killer Pinata. Very similar. If you like this, you'll love Killer Pinata, vice versa. But if you don't like this kind of film, 
stay away. It's not going to... If you don't like these kind of B-movie horrors already, this isn't going to change your mind, I don't think. But if you do like them, this is a solid movie to watch. Yeah. So let's move on to the more opposite end of the spectrum here. Scott, let's hear your opinions. I... uh... Mixed feelings. I feel like if I went into this without as high expectations as I did, <laughs> things might have been better. It was a wee bit overhyped. Nah. Yeah. I will I did, say I to Scott's to Scott's benefit, Kyle did freely sell this on us. It'd been sold for quite a long time as well. Because yeah, it took us a while to get it. It took us about, as I said, nine, six to nine months of just, you guys need to watch this film. So we've had that build up, and every time we try a different way, Kyle gets excited thinking we finally found it. <laughs> then we haven't, but during that time he's telling us how good it is. So there was a lot of pressure and build up put on this movie. Yeah, and unlike I'm... Joel, I am less of a less of a fan of this kind. I'm surprised that you guys didn't catch on to the whole like I would I go knew on he was... about how like how amazing it is, but I would always laugh every time I said it. No, I, I could. Feel like I was I... doing the second-hand reports here a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel like this is the problem. Is I'm kind of not not sarcasm, but the I could tell by the tone of your voice it was one of those. This is the best movie of all time, not in a Godfather <laughs> way, but in a from my experience, like, the 90s Mortal Kombat, you know? Like... It's, yeah, it's, it's like a movie you'll never forget. Yeah, you're, I'm never gonna forget Pan Man. No, it's memorable. <laughs> it is um, very memorable. I, I see that as it, a good thing. I don't know if Scott does. I think Maybe. I made... I think I made a note somewhere. Uh, one of my main complaints about it was the acting, which I know you said if it was good, it would be... Like it would ruin the film. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, some of the scenes were cringy. Mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre was the word I used. That that's fair. So I will give the sound design a very, very good thumbs up. They did yeah. a really good job. They did them. a really good job of not making it like obviously poor. Yeah. The way that they did a lot of the thunks. Yeah, is the, the best pan, way. The pan hitting as well. It was just a certain level of satisfying. But I'm afraid to say it is going to get two pans out of five. That's honestly quite good, to be fair. I respect it. I can, as Kyle said, he can see people getting kind of two to three out of fives on this. I won't give it. I won't give it a one because of the professor's laugh. <laughs> yeah. As far as at the end of the day, did you have fun watching this movie? I, uh, <laughs> I think about halfway through I wanted to stop but I'd say the second half was a wee bit better so I'm, I'm going to give that a solid neutral that's fair I don't know that I'd watch it again I it's think my heart a little but I respect it I can't see myself watching this on my own ever again but I can see if I have a friend around that's never seen it and we're looking for a film. Yeah. I can see myself pulling out Pan Man. 
it's the perfect like I don't know what to watch. You know what? Fuck it. It's a yeah. char- character judge. I have I have already recommended this to one of my other friends, and he is very intrigued. I I'm think going to mail it, my copy down south for one of my friends to watch. It it kind of feels like an old chainmail kind of where yeah. like, like the scary maze game or the car in the forest of you see it and you immediately go, all my friends need to see this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it has that weird addictive charm to it. Yeah. It, I will say, I never once looked at the clock during this film. And uh, I think that's one kind of thing I notice a lot. If a movie's not, that great you'll kind of see yourself looking at the clock going i knew this movie's an hour and a half i started at eight we're at 8 45 halfway through Ugh. never once did i do that during this film you're thinking june i am thinking june we'll probably get to that that is <laughs> yeah in, in all of our eyes none of us enjoyed that movie no it was long and I was very confused. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I might not have just been in the mood for it when I watched it. I'm going to watch it again before the sequel. I think I'll need to watch it again. Yeah. I remember 90% world building and going in without knowing it's a two-parter. Because I didn't say that at the time. I don't think I have it in me to rewatch before the next one comes out. You will. Because, no, I won't. We sat down. I won't. Sat down. We'll clockwork orange you. We'll be sat down with beer and you can watch it. I can't drink beer. Cider then. Cider. (laughs) If you get me whiskey. Okay, whiskey. There we go. If you get me some whiskey, yeah, I'll end up watching June and complain through most of it. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) Back to Pan Man. So, yeah. I think I've kind of went over it every reason why I love this movie. And how many said, pans out of that's the question? Originally, my I would give it a three pans out of five, but after talking about it for the past hour with you guys, I am now kind of leaning towards four pans out of five for this one. <laughs> I think I kind of agree with Kyle, where I'll say. Personal enjoyment is four pans out of five, but kind of looking at it from more of a subjective view, yeah, it's probably closer to maybe a 2.5 to a 3. But yeah, I loved every second of it. You five, need to be a certain kind of person for it. Yeah, it's definitely a niche film, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. And if you fit into that niche, you will love it. But if you don't, it's the Marmite of movies. Yeah. It's kind of why all of the reviews for it are either like one or two stars or five stars. I'm not convinced that all of the Rotten Tomatoes are reviews done by you. I think they're all. Would you believe that I don't have that kind of free time? <laughs> no, but yeah, I think you're I capable was... of making something to do that or paying somebody to do that. Your love of this film is that strong. My love of this film is that strong, but I hate to like break it to you. I'm not involved in this movie in any way. I wasn't the director. I wish I was involved in this movie, even as like a background character. But sadly I am not. I still think 
break the reviews. I do. I, never... I, <laughs> I mean, I've got Letterboxd open right now, and I'm just looking at the reviews, and it starts off at like half a star, and then it kind of declines all the way to four and a half, and then five stars just towering over everything else. Yep. The IMDb has a solid 3.3 out of 10. I'd say that's fair. Mm, the one ten. stars outweigh the ten stars, uh, and it slides me. backwards. Do you want to see this girl? This will I'm bring you great joy. Now. I might have to start drinking after this, Jesus. Yeah, but in all fairness, twenty-three point five percent are five uh, ten stars. Have you seen the and number then, there? That was definitely you. What, all 69 of them? Yes. <laughs> you couldn't bring yourself to bring it to 70. Oh, how did you know? Yeah, so just for the listeners at home, uh, Scott's popped a graph in for the IMDb reviews. So we have 78 one stars, 37 at 2, 29 at 3, 20 at 4, 18 at 5, 13 at 6. 16 at 7, 6 at 8, 8 at 9, and then 69 at 10. So, yeah, I think, as we were saying, it is one of those films that you either love it or hate it. And if yeah. you don't love it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> if you do love it, there's, there's Actually, yeah, something I think wrong you're with you. Yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> you're in the niche here. You've already said you're in the niche. I think. Oh, no. <laughs> So I think that might be us coming to the close to our first episode of Three Idiots in a Movie. I certainly don't have anything more to say about Pan Man other than the fact that I implore anyone to go and watch it. It is great. Kyle, Scott, do you have any closing remarks on the movie? My opinion is meaningless and I feel I'm outnumbered in this podcast. I mean, as the title suggests, we are three idiots, so maybe. Yes, my opinion is definitely meaningless. <laughs> well, not entirely. Oh, um... He's validating my opinion. That means I'm right and it's a drab film. No, okay. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> you made like some excellent points. Um, and I do agree with you on some of them. Emphasis on some of them. But, yeah, with Pan Man, it's just, it's a beautiful mess. Um, I won't say your opinion is meaningless, because there are likely many others that will go see Pan Man and agree with you. Just like those 78 people who have the wrong opinion. Um, you know what? I'll give people a recommendation. Go watch the trailer. Yeah, I think that's the best yeah. thing we can say. If you enjoy the trailer, you're going to enjoy the movie. If you don't enjoy the trailer, you're not going to enjoy the movie. It perfectly sets the tone of the film. Yeah, if you're not even like remotely intrigued, then you're not. It also, like it. it has Panama in the in the trailer, which is just a great joke. Does it? Yeah, I had my friend <laughs> watch the trailer last night, and it just has Panama as the backing track. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so good. 
But I think that is us. Yeah, so I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Next week, we'll be going to a classic in my eyes that neither of these boys have seen. It is Sam Raimi himself. We did talk about Evil Dead earlier, but it is not Evil Dead. And it is also not Spider-Man. We are going to be watching The Quick and the Dead, which is a 1995 Western. As... Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, and Leonardo DiCaprio. I adore this movie. I don't want to spoil anything for my rating, but expect it to be very high. I hope both of these guys enjoy it as much as I do. And I hope if anyone is listening to this podcast and they do end up watching either Pan Man or Quick and the Dead or both, I hope you enjoy them as much as we do. Maybe not as much as Scott did. Yeah, maybe. maybe I, I think I'm more likely to work, uh, to like the quick, the dead, and the... I have said this in the complete wrong order, but oh well. It's the quick and the dead. Now, quick interestingly, dead. you said you've not seen any westerns, didn't you? That you can think Certainly of not normal ones, no. This is definitely not a normal one. Okay. I'll just say that so you don't go into it expecting that. It is it's not something you'd expect from John Wayne or Clint Eastwood, let's put it that way. Okay. I don't know if you see you're a bit younger than us. Did you watch the original Spider-Man trilogy? Oh, which one was that? With Toby Maguire, big man, big man himself. If you're saying what one is that, then you haven't seen it. No, yeah. I've seen I've seen bits of it. Okay. Um, definitely not all of it. Well, you know how just some of the camera angles and camera movement is wild in that movie? Yeah. the That's the one with the fight scene where it's jumping all over the place and he ends up doing like a backflip or whatnot. Isn't it? The, the, the one in the school. No. That's no? The Amazing Spider-Man. Is that The Amazing Spider-Man? Have I got the wrong yeah, one? But- yeah, you're thinking of when he's fighting the lizard in Amazing Spider-Man. No, I'm pretty sure there's a school fight with Flash. Oh, yeah! When he's not fully Spider-Man down. Yeah, when he's just learning. I've watched that one. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's Spider-Man 1. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Expect that kind of greatness. <laughs> but it's not got Tobey Maguire in it, does it? No bit does have a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Anyway, as I said, hope you all enjoyed. There'll be a link to our Instagram, I think, if I can figure out how to do it in the podcast. Send us a DM if you have any suggestions. Feel free to follow and give us a like. Thanks for listening. This has been Free Idiots and a Movie.